you're listening to the Wise Wife Podcast. So you want a better marriage? Well then buckle up, buttercup. You're in the right place. Hey guys, today we're going to talk about the who, what, when, where, and why of fighting for your marriage. And we're going to start with just right into it, the who. Who are you? I am going to venture to say that you are listening to this podcast because you desire a better marriage, you desire an intact marriage, you desire marriage restoration, and you know that there is more to marriage than what you currently have right now which is a great place to be, although it can be very painful. If you haven't listened to episode two just last week about pain and dealing with the pain, highly recommend that. It's really important to go through that. But ultimately, you are fighting for a better marriage. And we're going to talk today about what that really means and how do you fight the right fight. So the what. The what of this journey in marriage is typically your circumstances, right? These are the things that are staring you in the face or in some cases beating you over the head. These are the things that are happening to you. They're the circumstances of life and of your marriage. They're things that you can't control. They're things that your spouse is doing that you don't have any control over. They're the things that God is allowing to come to you. These are the circumstances. They're the things that are happening in the natural, in the flesh, in your life. Now, these, the what, the circumstances, these are the things that typically sink someone's hope to have a healthier, restored marriage. Because they're the things that we see. That is why Paul says that faith, what is faith? Faith is defined as belief in the things that are unseen. So, here you are, you're dealing with some really tough circumstances. I know how that feels. I know how it feels to have everyone around you think you're you're really absolutely crazy to think that someone could change and to think that you should stick around for someone who's saying they don't want to be in your marriage anymore. That's not really the culture that we live in. In our culture, you know, it takes two, it's everyone has to give their 50%, 50-50, all that nonsense. That's actually not how flawed human beings come to any relationship. We are imperfect and we go through seasons of challenge. And marriage, it's not a contract, it's a covenant. It's where we say, I'm going to stand for you even when you don't want me to because we believe that that one flesh covenant relationship is what is best for everyone involved, for you, for your spouse, and for your children, if you have children, and maybe even for your future children, which is in my case, right? Because we had a post-reconciliation child, which is such a huge blessing. So you're up against these really intense circumstances. You're up against people who think you're crazy that are, you know, who love you and just want you to be happy. Just want you to be happy. You deserve to be happy. Shove that where the sun don't shine, please. Seriously, shove it. I do not need to be told that I deserve to be happy. And while... Some of those people are very well intended. 
they are actually being used by the enemy in that moment. So you know how Jesus looked at Peter and said, get thee behind me, Satan. Peter was like, no, Jesus, you shouldn't go to the cross. That's ultimately what he was saying, even though he didn't know he was saying that. And Jesus was like, get thee behind me, Satan. This is his closest friend. I mean, these disciples were his closest friends. And he knew that Peter was a mouthpiece for Satan in that moment. It doesn't mean that Peter was possessed. It doesn't mean that your friends and family and pastors and well-intended people are possessed. They're just being a mouthpiece for the enemy because they are relying on their flesh. They are relying on their feelings. They're essentially making decisions out of fear, right? They fear for you. They fear that you are going to be ultimately disappointed, that you're doing this for nothing, that you're enduring this pain for no reason, because they're all operating out of a place of fear. And sometimes that fear is because they love you and they just are letting that emotional human response trump their belief in what God can do. Okay, so some of your circumstances are not just that you have a spouse who is unwilling to give you what you need or maybe what you even really should have in a healthy marriage, but you're also dealing with the circumstances of the people who love you who are not exactly being supportive. I've went through all this. I see it happen all the time and anyone who's standing to fight for their marriage. So this can be a really lonely place to be, right? Because you feel God calling you to fight for your marriage, but you also feel really alone because you can't turn to your spouse to help. You can't turn to the people who love you to help. Sometimes even pastors and people in the church don't know how to help. So now it's just you and God. And I am telling you that that is actually a really great place to be. Although it feels lonely, it's driving you to a relationship with the Lord that you have never had before. That's ultimately what this will do. So how do you get to that place? A big part of not falling prey to the circumstances that you are up against is understanding what those circumstances are in reality, okay? Because the enemy loves to use our circumstances against us to make us feel like it is totally hopeless. You're the only one who's ever gone through this. Nothing's ever going to change. You might as well just give up. You're all alone. That's what the enemy wants you to believe. What I am telling you is that your circumstances don't actually matter. I'm going to say this again. While they may hurt, and while they may look really dismal, the God of the universe is not beholden to your circumstances. He is not limited by your circumstances. Your spouse's free will and desire to live an outright sinful lifestyle does not trump the God of the universe. So these circumstances, these really hard moments this very difficult season, it's essentially the messy middle of your story. You start with A and you're going to Z and God's going to take you to Z if you go with him. And everything else in the middle is the B to Y. And if you see it like that and you know that the end goal is getting to Z, then it really puts things in perspective for what is happening to you right now in the B to Y. I would often recite to myself in the hardest moments, this is just B to Y. This is B to Y. Because the enemy wants you to think that this is your Z. 
that this is it. This is the end. This is how it's going to be. It's never going to change. And this is your forever is this just on rinse and repeat. And that is a lie. That is not what God is taking you to. So I understand what it feels like to be drowning in your circumstances where you feel like you are in this deep body of water that is just waiting to swallow you up and your nose is just above the surface and you're doggy paddling your way to survival and and just just barely holding on and you know that the moment you stop paddling you're you're down that's it you're down and 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 you're under the water and and you're gone into the abyss and that resonate with you i mean if you're going through some really hard times where you feel really alone that's how it can feel it feels like you're drowning and all the circumstances are just adding more and more water to this this ocean of circumstances i want you to think about it like this it's not an ocean In God's eyes, your circumstances are three inches of water. And right now, you're laying face down in it. You think you're drowning in an ocean. But in the spiritual realm, your circumstances are three inches of water. You can drown in three inches of water. Absolutely, you can. And most of us are so consumed with the pain And the hopelessness, our eyes are so fixed on the circumstances that we think we're in an ocean, but we're actually just laying face down in three inches of water. You might be listening to this and be like, you have no idea what I'm going through. I'm telling you, I know what you're going through. And I have either gone through it myself or I have helped a woman who has gone through it. I know how it feels to be drowning but that is where the enemy has put you and where you have agreed with him to be. You've agreed that it's an ocean. You've agreed that it is insurmountable. You've agreed that it's hopeless. And the enemy wants to keep you there. And the opportunity that you have before you right now is to put your eyes on him, the creator of the universe, who is promising you better things when you step into obedience and alignment with him and trusting him and then realizing that none of those insurmountable circumstances are too much for him. So how do we get there? How do we get to the place where our circumstances feel like just three inches of water that we can stand up in and be relatively unscathed by? How do we get to that place? I will tell you right now. So a little recap here. Daniel is praying and fasting and pleading with God to save his people. And this man of God appears to Daniel This is chapter 10, verse 11. O Daniel, greatly loved of God, listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Stand up, for I have been sent to you. Okay, first of all, that just tells us right now, like Daniel's on his face. Like we do not handle seeing a man of God, angels in their glory, right? And and he says, when he said this to me, I stood up still trembling with fear, but at least I stood up. Okay, verse 12. Then he said, Don't be afraid, Daniel, since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come in answer to your prayer, but for 21 days the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. 
Now I am here to explain what will happen to your people in the future for this vision concerns a time yet to come. He's literally being told by a man of God, an angel, that, hey, I was warring the actual demon prince that is responsible for the territory that you are praying about. And, and even now, it took me 21 days, but even now, Archangel Michael came to sort of step in and take on the battle so that I could come to you and deliver you this answer. If you don't understand how spiritual warfare works, read Daniel and study Daniel and start to see that this is a literal battle. There are two battles in your life. There is the natural realm where you are most likely doing a lot of your battling. The natural realm is where you are dealing with circumstances of things that are coming at you. Okay, this is the snippy comments. This is the betrayal. This is the infidelity. This is the sinful behavior in our marriages. But behind that is an entirely different battle, an entirely different fight. And it is in the supernatural in the spiritual realm. For the sake of this analogy, I'm going to use boxing rings. You've got two rings and you have to choose which one you're going to step into for the fight. You've got the ring in the natural and you've got the ring in the supernatural. In the natural, you are fighting all your circumstances. You are duking it out with the things people say, the things people do, all of the hurt, all of the things you see with your eyes. And it is a losing battle, okay? In that ring, you might make it, but you are going to be so tired. You're like rocky, right? Like just bloodied. You are swollen and you're barely holding on. You're barely standing on two feet just to stay in the ring. That is how most Christians live. They are completely living in the natural and they are doing their best to block the onslaught of punches that are coming at them. We need to get out of the natural and into the boxing ring of the supernatural because that's where the real fight is, guys. That's the real fight. And the enemy has you convinced that you should be over here in this natural boxing ring where you're fighting and warring all your circumstances, you know, pull up your bootstraps and just be better, right? That's in the natural. That's just like, just be better. Just have hope. Just just believe more. Okay, that, that's not how this works. You want to be in the boxing ring in the supernatural, in the spiritual realm, because that's where the damage happens. That's where you get to deliver the death blows. That's where you are warring in the spiritual realm through your spiritual weapons, through prayer, through fasting, through obedience, through demonic deliverance. I mean, these are the areas where you're going to cause the actual damage to what the enemy is plotting against you and scheming against you. If you get into that ring and you start actually seeing your circumstances as those are just in the natural, they actually are just on the surface. I'm going to the real fight. And the real fight is Satan, you messed with the wrong person today. And it's in that ring where we actually deliver the, the death blows to the enemy. And it's not from our punches. It's because in that ring, we are partnered with the Holy Spirit. We are partnered with God. We are essentially learning how to fight the fight on our knees in prayer, right? This is what you always say. It's like, oh, just fight that in your prayer closet. Okay, that's what this means. It's like, I'm not going to get distracted over here with 
this hateful, hurtful text message thread that's going back and forth between my spouse. I'm not taking that bait. I'm not going to fight that fight. That's, that's the fight the enemy wants me to fight, is that my husband just said something really cruel to me. And now do I punch back? Do I block? Do I cower? No, you're going to go into the spiritual boxing ring and you're going to see that behind that action in the natural, behind that hurtful thing in the natural, there is a spiritual ring where that fight is also happening. Okay, he's sending me hurtful texts. I'm not taking that bait. I am not fighting that fight. I am going to my knees in my prayer closet and I'm going to pray against the spirit of division that is alive and well in my husband right now that I'm going to repent of my anger and hurt that I'm feeling from that action. And I am going to respond in love and in kindness because I am connected with the Father who is the ultimate giver of all those things. In doing so, I am not only delivering a death blow in the spiritual realm to those demonic forces that are alive and well in my husband, but I am also protecting and preserving my heart and strengthening my heart. I'm not going into that fight because that fight is the one the enemy is trying to drag me into and I'm not going there. I'm staying in the spiritual realm because that's the one that really matters. Part of seeing your circumstances as just three inches of water and not the depths of the ocean is by first understanding that you need to get out of that natural realm fighting. That is not where you're going to see progress. Where you are going to see change is when you learn how to fight in the spiritual realm, when you learn how to partner with the God of the universe to see great change happen in the natural. That is where we first need to get if we want to stop falling victim to our circumstances where they're just decimating you. If you are feeling blow after blow after blow and you feel like you are literally in a boxing ring getting your butt kicked, you're in the natural. That's, you're, you're fighting in the natural ring. So we've done the who, the what, and the when. When is it going to end? If you are in the natural realm, if you are fighting in the natural, it's going to feel like it is never ending. But when we're really fighting in the spiritual realm, using our spiritual weapons that Paul talks about in Ephesians, we learn very quickly that this is God's story and God's timing, not ours that this is about something bigger than just my feelings and just my desires and my hopes and my wants. This is bigger than that. And so the when, which I know every person who's fighting to save their marriage is desperate to know when. I mean, I was desperate to know when. Until I came to a place where my marriage restoration was not about ending my turmoil. It was about God's glory. And in that, I can trust that he will do it exactly at the right time, the right time for me. When we really understand that, the when doesn't actually hold as much weight anymore. But to get to that place where the when isn't keeping you hostage, it requires a where. Where do we find that kind of peace? Isaiah 26.3 says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, whose thoughts are fixed on you. If you are fixated on your circumstances, then you will not be in perfect peace. You will be tossed around in that ocean of circumstances, wave after wave crashing into you, barely gasping for air as you go down under the water one more time. 
That's how it feels to be fixated on your circumstances. But when your thoughts are fixed on him and on the father, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, whose thoughts are fixed on you. That's where your peace comes from, believing that he has the best ending in mind for us. And when you trust that, all the B to Y, all the circumstances, they don't matter anymore. They're just a part of the story. Did Joseph like his circumstances? (laughs) I mean, really, look at how many times he was faithful and yet blow after blow kept coming his way in the natural. Did Job like his circumstances? Did Mary and Joseph like their circumstances? Again, if they were looking at things in the natural, it was overwhelming and insurmountable. But when they were fixed on him, believing in his truth, his promises, his goodness, the circumstances were not insurmountable. They were just part of the B to Y. So why? Why do we do this? The why is pretty simple when you just look at the surface. I don't even need to go deep on this. Go search Instagram for hashtag divorce and see the real issues um, and the real justifications and the way people are trying to cope with pain and trauma of divorce. Never mind if you have children of any age and the absolute destruction that comes to them as victims of your hurt feelings. I've said it before. I'll say it again. If you have children and you opt for divorce, you are sacrificing your children on the altar of your own hurt feelings. You are sacrificing your children on the altar of your desires. You desire to not hurt anymore. And so you're going to sacrifice them for that. Do not buy the absolute lie that they are better off that you're going to co-parent and co-lead and co-whatever, you're not. You're going to have your kids half the time. You're going to have to forfeit your time with them while another mother raises them while you're supposed to be there. I mean, this is the reality that some of you are even experiencing right now, and it sucks. And it's because we as a culture and as a church have embraced apathy. We have allowed ourselves to become numb to the reality of divorce And we have stopped believing that God is big enough to solve even the hardest hit marriage. And we have stopped believing that God is big enough to save. Oh, he'll save the drug addict. Oh, he'll save the the alcoholic. Oh, he'll save the prison inmate. But how is he big enough to save the drug addict, to turn our evil hearts to him? How is he big enough for my eternal salvation, but he is not big enough to solve a broken marriage to soften a hardened heart in my husband? Do you see how absolutely small we have made God? The why behind why you are doing this is not to stop your hurt. It is not even to save your kids from a future of damage and destruction and soul pain. You are doing this because God has called you to be set apart to be an example to the world that he is big enough to save even my marriage. And while I wait for that, I am going to be full of joy. I am going to be at peace. And you are going to see it in my countenance. You are going to see it in my face. 
because I'm in the right fight, because I'm not getting distracted with the circumstances, with the hurtful emails and the nasty texts and the other woman being paraded around. I'm not going to that fight. Enemy wants me to be in that fight. That's not my fight. My fight is over here in the spiritual realm where I'm going to give a one Two, knockout punch to the enemy who has come for me and my family and my legacy. Get in that fight. Get your head up and out from the three inches of water. Stop drowning in the puddle thinking that you're in an ocean of circumstances. When you can be standing strong, delivering death blow after death blow after death blow to the enemy in the spiritual realm, in that boxing ring, in that fight. When you do that, you will know the why. You will feel the why. You will be on fire for the why. And you won't need to come to my podcast or anyone else's to find out the why because it will be alive and well burning inside of you. And the next thing you know, you'll have other people coming to you who are in their own hurting marriages who are asking you, how do you do it? Just yesterday, Tim and I were out and someone said, but how did you get to where you are today from where you were then. When people see who we are today and they hear about who we were and how broken we were, they always ask that. But how did you get to where you are today? And guys, this is it. This is how it started. There's a lot more to layer on top of of how God healed us and brought us to where we are today. But when it came to the actual foundation, it was this who, what, when, where, why that I've taken you through. It was not fighting the wrong fight. If you are fighting the wrong fight, you're going to be tired and you're going to be looking to the outside of the ring for your trainer. Okay, in this case, I'm talking about your friends, your family, your podcasts, your testimonials, all the things that you're going to to try and get one more breath so you can stand back up and go back into the ring because you're in the natural and you're getting your butt kicked. If you're there, Get out of that ring. Step into the spiritual realm ring. Learn to read your word like you depend on it. Step into obedience one little thing at a time. It's, I'm telling you, it is addictive. The more you step into obedience with what God is calling you to do, the more encouragement you will have to keep going and the more lightness you will have. His, so if you're finding yourself ready to just give up and give in, you're in the wrong ring, my friend. Get into the right ring and fight the right fight. It's so worth it. Most of us, we play in the natural, we fight in the natural, we take the blows of our circumstances, of what people say to us, our failures, all of it, and we just cower in the corner taking blow after blow. Or or sometimes, you know, we'll get a little bit of strength and so we'll give our own blows back, but we're still in the natural. We are still in the wrong fight. In the spirit realm, you know your true value. You're relying on the spiritual tools of battle. You've got the angels at your side. You never take a blow unless you open yourself up to it because you start to look back to the natural realm. Okay, we've all done it. We get a little distracted and we look back over there and bam, we take one to the cheek. But when we are in that spiritual realm, we win in that ring every time we win because greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Let's pray. Lord, Isaiah also said that I will honor and praise your name for you are my God. You do such wonderful things. You planned them long ago and now you have accomplished them. Help us to believe that, Lord, that you planned 
all of this long ago, that it is for our good and that you have already accomplished these great things. And we are just a part of that story and that you are using our pain and our suffering to greatly impact the future generations, that this is not just about our hurt and our pain, but it is about our legacy. God, I pray that each person listening today would be energized with your Holy Spirit flowing through them and giving them that ability to step out of the natural and stop fighting those circumstantial fights and instead be on their knees in prayer, equipped with all their spiritual weapons and fighting the real fight completely in sync with you and not falling prey to the circumstances, not being baited by the enemy to go back into that old ring of the natural realm of the circumstances and our flesh and what we feel, but instead in that spiritual battle, the one that really makes the biggest impact, the one that actually hurts Satan and hurts his ploys and his schemes, the one he does not want us in. God, that ring, get us in it. Help us stay in it. Help our eyes to see what you see in the spirit so that we would fight the right fight. God, I pray for healing and breakthrough and restoration. I thank you that you are working, that you call us to great things, and that you are bigger than any of our circumstances. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Wise Wife Podcast. Go to wisewifeblueprint.com and download your free battle strategy. These are the five things you must do if you want to see breakthrough in your marriage. And remember, it takes two to save a marriage. You and Jesus. <laughs>